Hello everyone and welcome to week 11 of the Fox Sports Rugby Podcast. Sean Maloney in the house alongside our Fox Sports journalists, the rugby moles from our time. And that is actually a pretty good apt description because you're in the basement here, Christian uh, Wertho. You're deep down in the basement where moles live and that's kind of like the term you'd use for a journo in some regards. Digging. Yeah. You're always digging. Yeah, I don't know if I like mole. Can we go with uh, Sleuth or uh, Newshound? Yeah, sure. You can have Sleuth and you can have both those things. Newshound the mole kind of worked good, good uh, off the top. We are underground down here. We are in a, in a bunker. I think it's going to be just us and the, the cockroaches left uh, when, when Armageddon hits. Um, indeed. Uh, Stephen Halls are not with us this week. He is on the road with the classic Wallabies out doing some bits and pieces with, I believe, the Stockman's rugby team, which is set to tour. Argentina and maybe even New Zealand. I think maybe the pair of them, uh, but that's coming up in in months in the months to come. And uh, he's got uh, some classic Wallabies helping mould those sides in the bush at the moment. Yeah, how good is it? Great piece of, uh, of news when you've got people like Barry Barnes running around with him, a bit of fun and uh, out in the bush mustering. Yeah, good to get out there mustering. That's it. <laughs> Uh, so we'll push on without and let's rip into actually fellas before we do tear into this week and what's to roll out across the weekend can we go back to last Saturday night Tars v Queensland we all sat here last Thursday and demanded that we get ourselves a good Super Rugby uh, derby Aussie Super Rugby derby and we got one both sides really aimed up yeah finally uh, that sort of intent and passion that people were we're crying out for um, I know Christy, uh, a, a proud Queensland supporter, was uh, left a little bit frustrated by uh, a pretty high penalty count. To be fair, you didn't you didn't blame the uh, referee, but it w- was probably a a factor in the game, wasn't it? Uh, that they, they were sort of caned at the at the penalty count. Oh look, they were, but we've seen all there were some we've, shocking we've decisions seen all in that year, game. Though that the Reds just can't close out anything. Their second halves have been atrocious, so it's hard to you know throw everything at the ref. But that Karevi. Falau decision, which was pretty decisive after you score points, to get penalised from a kick-off when two blokes are just competing for the ball. A bit tough. Yeah, but then Izzy Parisi on the stroke at half-time just had an absolute brain snap charging into, I think it was Dean Mum being lifted yeah. at the restart. And that was off the back of the Michael Hooper try. You talk about key moments in games. What about that? Queensland go on the hard line break. They get through. Michael Hooper flies back downfield, makes the tackle, pops to his feet, wins the turnover, they kick the touch, he scores two phases later. Yeah, that great set move, uh, yeah, and Cam Clark was uh, talking about it during the week, actually. He was sort of the the uh, Operation Human Shield, got absolutely smashed there with that uh, decoy line, and then and then the skipper goes through. So, uh, yeah, there was a, a much better mood at uh, Waratah's HQ uh, this weekend, but uh, they, they were also realistic in the fact that if they don't back it up against uh, the Blues waste this weekend, then it's, uh, yeah, a bit, a bit of a waste of time. But certainly uh, a, a big step in the right direction from them after that King's uh, abomination. It's great to point out that, Sean. Uh, it was a key, certainly a key moment in the game. But Hoops cops a lot of flack for not being hard enough on the ball. Um, he's not the typical seven that you see of the George Smith, the David Pococks, the Phil Walls. But that was a great moment where he's straight over and he picks his moments well at times. And 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 that was it. And 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 that was the decisive, the changing, the turning point. And to score the try, well, that's that's a bonus on the top of that. The other matchup that we look forward to was that of Hooper v. George Smith, and those two were that far ahead 
of the rest of the players on that field on Saturday night. It was absurd, some of the stuff that both those men were producing out in the middle at Suncorp. Just nuts. Yeah, the uh, the old the old uh, hand against the young Tyro. It was, you know, everyone loves a good number seven matchup, don't they? And uh, yeah, we, George Smith back just adds to adds to the competition, doesn't he? He's still got all that nous. Um, and yeah. some of the hits he was putting in, though, mm, that's massive it. shots. And Christy actually spoke to to Phil War during the week about uh, could we see it again? Um, you know, if an injury level? if an injury or two happens, why not? Um, but I think he made the point that even if he's not playing, get get this guy around the Wallabies set mm. up as a as a, a break. A breakdown expert, um, Eddie Jones, did it when he was over there in England. Like he's, yeah. he's just got so much knowledge, you'd want to get him in there somewhere, wouldn't you? And I think also, if you look at, oh, just going back a little bit, James Haskell had one of his better you years. You can't have him. For, can't have him. <laughs> had one of his better years for England last year. He came out and he was one of the best for England mm-hmm. during that June Test series. Mm-hmm. And it comes off the back of George Smith working for a couple of months with the Sevens. They were both at Wasps as well. So Smith was working directly with James Haskell there and he carved it up. You'd be mad not to yeah, invite him into the fold somehow and I'm sure Checker that will be on his radar. I'd say he, he more than likely will have some involvement. With they, the were, they were terrific uh, in the Battle of the Tens. Which way did you to see that one playing out who got the better of one another I think you have to say probably Bernard oh, he comes away it's Bernard not Bernard right <laughs> I'm serious <laughs> and but he's actually as well, yeah. he actually has messaged and said I'm not joking in terms of pronunciation during commentary it's not Bernard Tim Horan calls him Bernard right. it's never been Bernard it's Bernard it's Bernard the ice Bernie Bernie well, should we shorten it to Bernie L.R. Larkham Go. Would he be happy with that? I would be. Who wouldn't? Look, I think the way that he controlled the second half has to be Bernard Foley. Okay. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Um, pressure kicks again, um, and, and yeah, Foley is the guy. Quaid, of course, more exciting moments probably provided, you know, arguably the highlight of the, the game, in that, uh, but, but came out on the losing side, and I guess that has been somewhat of a, a theme of his, of his career. You know, a lot of great stuff, but can't quite uh, guide the team in some of those pressure moments I as think well. we, we also have to acknowledge the fact that it looks like Quade's been carrying an injury for a while. Like he's, mm, he's doesn't have mean. that pace, the zip, and, and the, the kicks in the second half. He looked like he was struggling. Carmichael Hunt, outstanding for the Reds. Yeah, unfortunately. Scott Higginbotham, outstanding for the Reds. Luke yeah. Antui. Luke and Tui, I'm a big, big Luke and Tui guy. Unfortunately, Carmichael's out uh, this week, um, but but avoided a major injury. So, yeah, look, he's uh, right there in the mix, uh, pushing Izzy Falau for that Wallabies 15 jersey. Actually, you know um, who else played well for the Reds? James Tuttle. He didn't get too many, too many raps off the back of it. I think his service was. Excellent. He had a good game the other night, James Tuttle. He's rated really highly, isn't he? Mm. Um, he was good. Straight out of the under-20s into the... Yeah, he's become a, a regular there just quietly, hasn't he? With um, He just goes about it, he's, like, just goes about it seamlessly. Mistake-free. Yeah. No, he was... I was just thinking back. We saw bits and pieces because we were over in Perth getting ready for the Force Lions game. But, uh, yeah, he was, he was strong. There was a couple of other key turning points outside of the Michael Hooper uh, turnover, some silly penalties, some piggyback penalties to give the Tars a chance to get their way back into it. And like you say, were though it was um, for those of us who actually had some bucks on the Reds to win, watching that bet go to pieces was hard cop. Hard cop. Look, I've taken a bit of stick in this uh, podcast for my gambling uh, woes yeah. over the years. How much did you lose there, Johnny? I don't want to discuss how much went Ooh. down the gurgler. Okay. I don't, it was one of those ones. Ooh. Because I j- just going off what I'd seen in terms of body language and that kind of thing from the Tars the uh, week before. Yeah. I thought the Reds The makeup of the team, what the Reds had 
Well, I mean, I know what they both had to play for. The fact that the Reds were at home, that the coach, Nick Styles, had been saying all the right things in the media during the week. And the game was theirs, up by 12, and they just couldn't put it to bed. Yeah, I think we were all picking, uh, if I'm not wrong, but all picking the Reds to win that I think one Hoyles last week. Hoyles, you did be fair. He went the task. Yeah, he did. He yeah. took the task. Yeah, Hoyles, okay. did take the task. And I subsequently found out that they had a psychologist come in and give them a hand, the Tars, to try and lift the mood last week. I guess they've, been, tr- I guess they've been trying everything, haven't they? Uh, we, we started off with the rope, uh, the infamous rope mm-hmm. that uh, made a few appearances at, yep. uh, at, at training to stay connected. Um, a few people sniggering at that, but uh, you know they've turned things around eventually. The psychologist, uh, Mick Byrne came in, um, mm-hmm. Ledesma. So yeah, Gibson's been trying everything, and, and, and finally they've got that win, so let's hope they've, they've turned the corner now. I am actually not that surprised that a sports psychologist was there. Like Michael Checker has a sports psychologist. It's pretty, sta- it's pretty standard yeah, procedure for, for teams. High performance team. Yeah, you'd so think that most would at least see one mm-hmm. once in a once a month. Do we need one down here in the bunker? <laughs> we've had a we've had a we've had a stress dog uh, coming today at work, and uh, is yeah, that why you had the puppy? I saw your newsreader, um, the terrifically talented Abby Gilmy, with the puppy on her desk this morning. You know, we actually managed. We got to the bottom of that. It was uh, Anna Flanagan, one of our colleagues, the former hockey roo. She actually purchased that, ah, uh, okay. that, that puppy yesterday. That's so. a cute canine that's Absolutely. for sure we're getting uh, slightly off topic yep so anyway so they uh, they get it done the Tars their season's alive the red season is all but finished the Brumbies had a chance to kick further ahead of the Tars at the top of the Aussie conference but went down narrowly against the Blues on Sunday afternoon remember what did you make of that game yeah, the Brumbies were right in it, you know, competing, but they just didn't look like scoring too many points, um, unfortunately. And, and yeah, the Blues were deserved winners. Uh, Stephen Larkham, after the game, he said, look, I, I think that was a game that we lost rather than the, mm. the Blues won. But I, I disagree with that. They just didn't create a hell of a lot, to be honest. And yeah, the, the Blues really do have some, some potent uh, strike weapons there. So yeah, uh, Hawara, the, the young um, kid running the cutter at the Brumbies, he's, he does some good things, but uh, the, again, that game management, stuff um, he, he's not experienced I guess at, uh, at winning super rugby games so yep uh, disappointing for the Brumbies and that, that leaves them a little bit vulnerable in the Aussie conference because if the Tars did happen to get up with a bonus point this weekend they'd actually draw level with the Brumbies so yeah they've uh, after a great sort of start to the season the Brumbies have fallen a little bit flat it was disappointing to see uh, of all people drop the ball right at the end for, for the game to Go to full time. He had a great game. He, he was really good. He had he's a carrying, game. I wouldn't say he's carrying the team, but he is right in the forefront. Yep. The leadership that has he displayed this year has been was been first class. And for a bloke who's still got ambitions to play for Wallabies, he's been doing a bloody good job. Um, but you're right, they they didn't they're not really firing a shot. And I think before the start of the season, we, we all thought the Brumbies would probably struggle um, with given all the, the players that have gone and the, the playmaking options, the Tamuas, obviously Christian with his health, um, losing David Pocock, Stephen Moore. So I think we're probably starting to see the real, the Brumbies struggle now with that. And, and it's going to see, it's hard to see them winning more than a couple of games the rest of the year. They've got some pretty <laughs> difficult opponents to come, a couple of Kiwi oppositions. They're going to be up 
playing the Reds in Brisbane as well. Uh, I can't see too many more wins for the Brumbies. How many do you think for the Aussie Conference? Um, do you think it's a three-horse race? The Force are probably still in it as well, aren't they? I think we can, no. apart from the Rebels... You, the you only think, reason I say the Force You think it's down to three? I don't think the Force are still in it. It's because they're in South Africa right now. Mm. They've still got to play the Jaguares. They've lost so many good Away from well, home. They? They've been rocked with injury. It looks like, like we said last week, Dan Hallett pity out for 10 weeks. Mm. Um, Coleman's still on the bench. They're, they're thin in some key areas. Is and that's going to sting on the road. This is a tough few weeks coming up for the Force. So it's, yeah, as crazy as it sounds, they couldn't score a try last week against the Lions. As crazy as it sounds, the Waratahs, you know, they might be able to get some momentum going now, and they, you know, arguably could be the, the favourite to, to win the Australian Conference now. So yeah, that's uh, it's still a very competitive conference, although although they're battling to to beat the overseas teams. So obviously, to recap, not. Well, not for the first time. For the first time, uh, not a single try scored by three of the Aussie Super Rugby teams on the weekend. The Rebels, trialless against the Kings. Come back to that in a second. Brumbies and the Force, all unable to put five-pointers across their opposing team's lines at the weekend. That is not cool. First time they, in the history of Super Rugby that's ever happened. They scored tries against each other, at least. That was a good thing. The Reds and the Tars, they, they put a few on each other. But yeah, you're right. Uh, outside of that, not a lot doing. Um, and we see there are half chances created, aren't there, a lot of the time. But it's just those finishing touches, the the uh, the final execution. And, and yeah, um, obviously disappointing to see. Let's park that there and look ahead to the games to come this week, starting on Friday. Actually, Friday's game looks good from Wellington. It's got the Hurricanes up against the Stormers. That should be a decent match. And then in terms of the Aussies going at it, this weekend we have got a couple of, well... I think this one might be tight first thing Saturday afternoon. I love a Saturday afternoon game, fellas, I must say. Rebels v Lions. The Rebels have named a decent side against the Lions, and there is no way in the world they're going three straight games without scoring a try. No, yeah, I'll give them a try, but uh, I can sense a, a bit of a potential bloodbath here. I mean, they've been absolutely dusted by the Kings, who, who, Shawnee, you got spot on last week. You, uh, you, you said these guys are actually a pretty bloody good team and, and they, they proved it. But yeah, the Rebels, uh, I, I do fear for them here. Um, the Lions, obviously... Uh, what kind of start are you going to give me on this game? Point spread? Yeah. Uh, 30 points. You give me 30 points? You give me Rebels plus 30? Yeah. Seriously? Just for a coffee, nothing to it. Actually, six-pack? What about 20 points for a six-pack? Sure. Oh, I'm pretty sure you still owe us a case from that. No, <laughs> no, no, they got squared away. Okay, six-pack. Don't go getting me hammer and tongs or some <laughs> hammer and tongs. shit brand like that. No, no, I'm, uh, I'm all about quality beer. I'll, I'll look after or, you. Or some, don't get me light. Don't get me light. Hey, I'm still in this bit just quietly. It might be, might be the other way around. 20, 20, 20 points. points. It's going to be... Let's a, make it 20. Oh, nine and a half. It's nine, ten a, and a half. It'll be a piece of cake for Elton Yanchies and the boys. Uh, Rod Kafer and George Gregan analysed their lethal left side uh, attack during the week. And uh, yeah, I think this could be a carve up at Amy Park. No, don't see it. Christy, you, you're, on, you're all aboard the Lions Express. Yeah, I think uh, they were a little bit slow against the force. You were clearly commentating it. But if they... <laughs> The, the force just played that, that was kind tough of game. Slog. That I'll tell it was you, always going to be a slog. I'll tell you. How that much was, do you love your trips to Perth? That was tough slog last week. <laughs> that was tough slog. On I your thought birthday the game, too. On my birthday, the week before against the Chiefs was tough slog. Last week was another level of tough slog. I mean, that was grinding. 
Yep. Grinding. Yeah. yeah, probably not the not the greatest weekend of rugby. That Reds-Tars game really was one of the, the shining lights last weekend. Well, let's stay with the Tars. They're up against the Blues on Saturday night. We'll come back to the Chiefs and Reds. Actually, you know what? Saturday afternoon is a hell of an afternoon. We've got Rebels-Lions followed by Chiefs-Reds over at Yarrow Stadium. So they're away from the Tron. The Chiefs are taking one on the road. They were... Quite awful last week, the Chiefs, I've got to say. Against the Sunwolves, they went into that game as 35-point favourites. 35-point favourites against the Sunwolves and struggled to put them away, winning by just a converted try in the end. It was 15 on 13 at the end. They still couldn't score. Yeah, and they were flat the week before as well, uh, over in Perth against the Force. Mm. You know, pretty similar. Well, and how much that game against the... So the comeback win against the Cheaters. Yeah. They were down by 24. And they lost to the They lost to the, Storm, no, they lost to the Stormers, Stormers yeah. in that awesome game where we saw those amazing tries. So maybe that, that road trip sapped them a little bit. Yeah, they've, uh, they've been flat for quite some time now, but uh, you sense that it will uh, come right now that they've had another week back at home. Mm. Um, Dave Rennie is a very demanding coach, and they've had some uh, some notable inclusions to Have the they? team. Who have they uh, got? So Charlie Nartai is back oh, for, the, for the first time in a year after, after fearing his career would be over that with that concussion, concussion battle. issues, yeah. And then uh, Nathan Harris, who wrecked his knee oh, just up the road at uh, North Sydney Oval with the All Blacks. Uh, he's mm-hmm. been out almost a year as well. So two well, that's good. Two big ins for them. Um, on the bench, Nathan Harris. I on the bench, he, Nathan he Harris. Starting, yeah. Isn't he? yeah. yeah. Uh, Reds yet to name their team. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think I think the Reds will find it hard hard going against this Chiefs team. That they'll, I can't see them having three crappy games in a, in a row. Those two sides, when they get into the ring with each other, generally excellent matches. Excellent matches, Reds v Chiefs. Any hope for your Reds, Christy? Oh, look, given how flat the Chiefs have been, and there's a couple of guys that haven't played a lot of rugby, they, they, you give them a, a, a touch, but um, no Carmichael Hunt. You're going to probably see yeah, Duncan big, big move back to 15, and it looks like it would be a pretty big centres combination with Karevi at 12, Campbell Magnay at 13. So uh, that, that hasn't been tested in a while. It will be interesting to see how they combine as a, as a, as a midfield combination. But can they win? No, I don't think so. Probably 1-13 to 13 to I'm gonna, Chiefs. I'm going to tip them as my, as my blowout bet on the weekend. Off the back of Chiefs and Reds, we've got Tars v Blues at the SFS. The game stays at the Sydney Football Stadium after the... Rumours early in the week that they would potentially move the game to North Sydney to accommodate the A-League Grand Final, which is on Sunday afternoon. I can see why you would just say, you know what, no chance, we're staying here. But a part of me also wishes mm. they did make the move to mm. North Sydney. If not North Sydney, Concord. I uh, couldn't do Concord. But do you know what I mean? Just somewhere that's not there into a heartland, just just to mix it up a little bit. We, we saw earlier in the year with the, the trial match at Brookvale that mm-hmm. Brookie was pumping and it was a great game. There were a lot of trials. It was open. Yeah, but uh, it, North Sydney Oval was a, a great oval and it would, would have been fab to try oh, to get 10, 12, 13,000 there and it would be packed and it would feel like a buzzing atmosphere too. But what is North Sydney Oval? What, back in the day, the Bears, how many could you fit into North about, Sydney Oval? About 15,000. Uh, I'm, I'm told that... The, the, that's about the capacity, yeah. Is that but, all? But, I mean, they wouldn't have needed... They're not going to get more than 15 at Allianz. So I wouldn't think so. so yeah, so that, that's all you need. But so it would have been cool. Unfortunately, uh, the A-League left it way too late to to approach the Waratahs on this. I think uh, privately they, they were going, hang on, you've given us five days to... Uh, logistically, that's pretty pretty difficult. So I'm right in saying that Sydney FC, are the, uh, throughout the year, they've been they've the equivalent them. of the Hurricanes or Crusaders in Super yeah. Rugby. Is that right? Have they lost a game all year? One, one, one game. Yeah, yeah, correct. So chances are they're going to make it to the big one that's it yeah. and you look at the schedule yeah. and you go well you know what this hasn't crept up on anyone can yeah. you shift it for us 
you guys go, you know, over to North Sydney. I would love to have seen that North Sydney mm. Oval. That would have been superb. Absolutely, yeah. Full house. Absolutely. We uh, saw those wonderful... Just a bit of novelty factor about it. We saw those wonderful shoot shield uh, scenes. summer. Yeah, is it a... Just you've sort of... With that Chiefs-Reds game being held in New Plymouth, uh, the, the love gets shared around a bit more in New Zealand, doesn't it? Is, is that something Australia could could look at to, to move these games around a little bit? Uh, but they're locked in. Like The Tars locked into a four or five year... Is it longer than that? Like a 10-year contract with the SCG Trusts? Uh, the Trusts out there? So uh, it would be good, but I, I just don't think it's going to happen. Yep. There's it's too many dollars. It's one of the great things, I think, about the English Premiership is that the grounds aren't particularly big and, and you just see packed houses every mm. week, 15,000, and, and they've got passionate supporters there and, and the demand is, is huge. Mm. Don't get me wrong, I love the SFS. Yep. When it's yeah. you know got more than fifteen thousand people in it, well, well, people turn up. Uh, it's an interesting. If you're a Tars fan, you've and say you went to that Kings game. I mean, you'd you'd be in a pretty dark place uh, going home and, and and having a drink of gin or something after that game. But then you, but then you you say, okay, I'll give them one more chance, and you turn on the TV and see them uh, take take down the Reds up in Brisbane. Do you, do you go along to this Blues game? Trying trying to get inside the psyche of a of a, uh, a battered and bruised Tars fan out there. Do you, do you think people will turn up for this one, Sean? Oh, I hope so. I hope so because even if you even if your Sky Blue side don't get it done, the bloke the blokes are going to have to wear white this weekend. The Blues. You know you're going to get bang for buck with them. Like with that, with that backline they have, decent forwards. You're going to see some good footy. Yeah, I think yeah, both both teams will certainly try and play, won't they? And uh, yeah, there's some some great matchups there. Obviously, Izzy Falau, I'm um, not in the greatest of form, but I think he'll be pretty keen to to, to have a big one against SBW and, and Co. And yeah, they've just got. Great athletes. Matt Duffy uh, going along well for the Blues. How the good is he? Yeah. How good is he in the, the air? Storm. Yeah, here we mark. Kind of found his feet fully yep. now in rugby union, hasn't he? Back in rugby union, so he'll be marking yeah, uh, Cam Clark, who who'll have his work cut out. He the, played well last week. Here's another so. one we missed. He played really well last week. Not just toeing the line there because Cam is um, Greg's son. He was he was hard in contact. Yep. Went looking for work. He had a terrific game. M- mistake free. Another another one like Jimmy Tuttle who. Did strong things in Suncorp. Yeah, Cam uh, was at his media appearance during the week, and I mean, he, he barely played 15s for sort of three years, so he's adapted really well. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he hasn't had a lot of good ball either, has he? But he's mm-hmm. he's starting to get more confident, and he will start picking his moments to inject himself oh, com- into the completely into the different, action. completely different player, but a little bit like James Tuttle. I don't think he's done anything really wrong this year at all. Um, Cam, yeah. Well, he hasn't had enough ball to do anything wrong to make any mistakes, and when he has had it. Scored that try against the Kings two weeks right. back. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll just get better and better. Yeah, um, and really, really exciting. Tossing really exciting the seed. Yeah, I hope they go out. Well, that'll answer your question. I hope they, hope they get in. I hope people are watching at home on TV as well. That's what I hope happens. Whether or not it comes to fruition, and you know what, you can understand. Honestly, I can sympathise entirely with Super Rugby fans at the Tars and around the place if they feel a little bit jaded um, with their team's performance in recent weeks. You know, like it. Yeah. You gotta if you want them on board, you gotta be winning, and you gotta be or you gotta be losing in style. Yep. Um, and that Kings one was a nightmare. That's it. But then, yeah, I mean that as we've talked about that Reds game, uh, the, the passion was back. So yeah, you'd be a bit confused if you're a Tars fan. But but get along. I think it will be uh, an entertaining game of footy, no doubt. Indeed. Uh, what else you got for us? Uh, Christy Doran, who I think the got force, the force over the, the, in the, South Africa. The force have got the yeah. You've got the. 
the sharks. Because I saw him shark. I saw John yeah. Lance go shark diving with him a few of the boys through the week. That's going to be a tough one. Sharks beat the Jaguars, the Huggawaris, away from home last week over in Buenos Aires. Mm. That's really impressive. Oh, yeah. Yep. And I think oh. yeah, the force. They just uh, they play with great spirit every week. And I actually, uh, out of all the Aussie teams, I probably like watching them the most because I think it seems to to mean the most to them at the moment. The force. They're, they're fighting for their lives. But yeah, they're just starting to run out of cattle, unfortunately. And uh, yeah, I, over there, I can see them probably competing for maybe 60 minutes, keeping it close, but the Sharks maybe chucking a couple of late tries on them. Let's to, not to forget the Rebels managed to draw the Sharks two weeks back, 9-0, in the, the lowest game of Super Rugby ever played. That's one that I just, I go home after work every day and just put that one on repeat, that 9-0 draw. <laughs> well, an, when you need to get the sleep. It's an absolute cracker. When you need to get the sleep. It's an absolute cracker. Tap out. Shawnee, can you, we, we, we didn't get a results prediction, Tars Blues. I'm going to go against. I'm going to go against what I'm saying will probably be popular thought in this room, and I think the Blues will be too strong for the Tars. I think they will. Yeah, I'd, I'd second that. Yeah, just they've uh, uh, yeah they've the travel they're away from home, but they've had a good win in uh, Canberra, which took a, a bit of pressure on them. The, you know they they still need to keep up in that New Zealand conference, but yeah, all, all they've had to do is go up the road to to Sydney. Yeah, uh, they would have enjoyed some good weather this week, and I think they they'll be relishing the prospects of throwing around. back in this week as well. He, is, he missed last week. Yeah, He's in the England squad for the Argentina. June, we were talking about that on Monday. Yeah, correct. correct. He's going back to England after this season. This will be his That's last massive. with the Blues. And, uh, yeah, he's going to get a run with Eddie. Very cool. Uh, I think, and, like, you look at even Paul. Like, that's a good team they've got. not saying the Tars haven't got a good team to work with this week, but I don't, I don't think one win out of what that was the Tars' third win of the season. Mm. Yeah, three and six now they are. It's not enough. Yeah. You know, like, I, I just don't know that that solves all your ills. I don't know that cures everything. And the Blues aren't going to make the same mistakes in the second half that the Reds did last week. Just not going to happen. Yeah, and the Blues, when they play with a bit of confidence, like they've had a hard run um, in New Zealand against Kiwi opposition, but when those guys have confidence and they get their offloading offloading game going, uh, pretty lethal. So, yeah. It's gonna, I hope I'm wrong. It's going to take the Tars to, to hit them with the, the first punch early, I think, and if they can build, you know, a... A 14 nil lead or something like that, then they've got a good enough goal kicker where Foley can just tick those points over. But uh, yeah, it's it's tough to see them getting up. Hope the, I'm wrong. I think the key is stopping Blake Gibson, who's a great young number mm. seven for. Geez, they've Blues. got some. Even the Canes, Gibbons is awesome. Yeah, oh, it's ridiculous. Anyway, uh, and the other game has piqued my interest for the weekend, man, which I can't wait to see uh, be duped out. And this is going to be in the early hours of <laughs> Sunday morning. It's the Bulls and the Crusaders mm. up on the high veld. I reckon that might be a little bit of a ripper early in the morning. one fifteen a.m. kickoff Sydney time. Bit of a one fifteen a.m. smoke. I think it'll be all right. Yeah, yeah they've, uh, they've got a real history, uh, those mm-hmm. two teams. They've had some cracking uh, battles so over the More so in South Africa than in New Zealand yeah. because they normally get pants down there. But Great. And the... <laughs> The Bulls have sort of gone back to old school Bulls. They were awful at the start of the year, but they've they've gone back to their traditional strengths of uh, keeping it in, uh, you know, pretty tight. Um, and, and it is working for them, and then relying on on Jesse Creel to to spark one or two things in the in the back. So yeah, the Crusaders sort of the big talking point there is uh, people are dropping like flies across the Tasman. Uh, Kieran Reid out with that broken thumb, and he's now in some sort of doubt for that line series, Sam Whitelock's out for a couple of weeks uh, with his uh, suspension and yeah we've got Dane Coles out, Ben Smith out, uh, who am I missing, Jerome Kino, so there's a, a little bit of anxiety creeping in across the ditch with that big uh, blockbuster line series on really the horizon. Think there is? Yeah well you're talking about the whole leadership group there, like Coles, Kino, Reid, Whitelock, 
Smith. Like a, yeah. It's expected that most of them will be back, but okay. uh, yeah, that, that's a fair whack if, if, a, if a few of them are out. I think you need Bowden Barrett maybe to drop down before. Don't say that. That's not nice. <laughs> you need 20 of them to go down <laughs> for the Lions to be any chance. Uh, yeah, it, look, it's... 25. Yeah, it makes it more interesting though, doesn't 35. it? 35. makes it more interesting. You would need the New Zealand on the 20 side <laughs> to be rolled out against the Lions for the Lions. The Lions are going to be good. I know they yeah, are. They're going to be good. I just don't think they'll win no. against New Zealand. In that series coming up in June, that's going to be with us. Before we know it, man, we are rattling through Super Rugby on the home stretch before we break up for June. So we've just got two or three, we- two or three weeks left. Uh, I'm going to leave you to it next week. I'm off to... Paris. Gay Paris. Gay Paris to do the next leg of the HSBC World Series 7s. The Australian 7s team has been selected and Andy Friend has rolled out another impressive looking side for these next two legs. That's despite a couple Ed of Ed Jenkins too. missing. It's a real shame Ed Jenkins is going to miss the first leg, Paris. I'm not sure how Jenkins plays for London. Uh, Dylan Peach comes in, but the rest of the guys are pretty much as are. Yeah, Tom Lucas also, I think. You're right, Tommy Lucas is missing. Yep, who big, was captain inside? Yeah. yeah, so they need a new captain. Boyd Killingworth back after a very good uh, tournament in Singapore. So, and I, I see New Zealand's got a stack of injuries as well. So, I mean, South Africa's realistically, they've, they've wrapped this one up. So, you, you don't want to... <laughs> The team was young enough as it is, but there's going to be even more chance to look at these young guys and, and, and test We had a, a situation things. last year at the corresponding tournament where Samoa, who had been going along poorly all season, won their way through to the final. They were down by 20-odd against Fiji in the final at Stade Jean Bois and found a way to come back and win in one of the most memorable cup finals in Sevens history. So maybe a smoky this time as well. well we've well, seen Canada win the last tournament. That and was it's, awesome. It's just so open, that isn't it? That was great. It? So uh, anything can happen. That was, their, that was their first cup win in 140 tournaments. Yep. The fact it was over the US... I oh, just it, <laughs> yeah, for them it doesn't get any better. Like, it really oh, wow. doesn't, and it had a huge, huge impact, uh, huge positive impact because the Canadian men's side had their Olympic funding pulled after um, recent after recent years and the results the way they'd gone, and uh, and I even found myself after the Vancouver tournament at a Canadian. A fundraiser for the for the men's sevens team because were that you, had been ripped back. Were you uh, cooking up some snags on behalf of Canada? I was the, just there drinking the for. I was drinking for Canada. <laughs> drinking for Canada. I was drinking for were Canada. You wearing your Canucks <laughs> top yeah. now, so, yeah. so they. Uh, so yeah, who knows who will win in Paris? So I'll leave you guys to look after things with Halsey next week. Well, so hopefully he's back from his mustering. Yeah, and, uh, fingers crossed. So those stories that with Halsey in the classic Wallabies, that's going to be on Super Rugby Kick and Chase. Is that right? Yes, that's what I'm led to believe. I'm not sure if it'll be next week or maybe the week after. But they take uh, a while to put together these things. Yeah, it'll, it'll be a, a beautiful, a lot of work goes uh, be a beautiful thing, no doubt. They'll have to cut out a bit of uh, bit of shenanigans. I would have thought. Actually, you know what? Uh, do you know what I'm doing Monday morning? I'm going to go catch up with Dean Mum, and we're going to do an outrageous moment in rugby history, recreate or go over the day he almost put. Marcel Kotze, six feet under the SFS turf. <laughs> the biggest fend, I think, in rugby history, not just super rugby. Mm. You guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. I, I distinctly I don't. remember the palm. You don't remember the palm? No, I do. Which, I do. which year? Uh, 2012, Waratahs v Sharks. I remember his memorable try uh, over in Argentina. No, no, um, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm I, know, about I, know, I know you're not. I'm just saying that that's, that's what springs to mind. This one's a beaut. So I'm going to catch up with Mummy on Monday morning. Do you want to just sign off with uh, just uh, a bit more insight into your chat there with Matt Burke? A lot of people have seen oh, that wonderful... Yeah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, if you haven't had a chance to... How did you yet, twist his arm into that? Hit, hit Facebook uh, on the Fox Sports Rugby page on Facebook. 
Berkey, what a champion. Honestly, so I sat him down and we, re- we recounted the 96-19 to 19 <laughs> carve-up that the Crusaders issued up in 2002. 40,000 people at, uh, what was the name of the Lancaster the Park at the time? No, 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 the, the one, unfortunately, that the, the earthquake hit. Yeah, um, Lan- Lancaster Park. Was it called Park, Lancaster Park? Yeah. Jade Stadium. Jade Stadium. That was same, same place. But same yeah. place, but yeah, Jade Stadium, as it was known as. And <laughs> the best part of the story was, and he won't mind me, won't mind me sharing it because we, um, we had it on camera and he said, mate, I don't care if you use this on camera or not. But he said that post... That loss. So they're in Christchurch waiting to fly back to Sydney. He said he had, for some reason, I'm sure he said he had the Queensland cricket team behind him who will give him a hard time. And That'd he be right. put the headphones on, looked out the window, just needed to be on his own, looking out the window, and the baggage trailer pulls up alongside their flight. And on the side of it, there is a big banner painted, Waratahs, you are the weakest link. Goodbye. (laughs) (laughs) And they were gone. A week later, they played the Brumbies and uh, Justin Harrison and co. destroyed them at the SFS. And that was their season done and dusted. But Berkey, like, he just nailed it. He was so funny. And he was was like that all the way throughout. Cameras on, off, didn't matter. I tried to get a few other Waratahs to be a part of that story and none of them would put their hand up. It's still so raw for some of them. I was like, it's time to move on. We've got to move on. It was 15 years ago now and for some of them it still hurts so bad. Berkey was captain that night. He was happy to take it on the chin. And I mean, you've got to look back and laugh. I mean, in life, you know, if you play rugby or any form of sport, you've had a day when you've been, it just has not gone to plan. What can you do? And Andrew Moodens was only too happy 13 to, from to, 14. to, to share his night. memories. 13 yeah. goals from 14, the last one hit the post. There's a few people on uh, Twitter I saw terrified that you're going to do the same thing with the Reds and their loss to the Bulls. Uh, so that, that's another, that's I another possibility. I could get there. <laughs> I could get there for that one. If you want to be cruel. Yeah, that was a good one too. Over in... Uh, uh, over Don't in Tutorial. Do you know the one I'm talking 2005. about? 2005. It was 05, and they needed a points differential swing of 78 points or something similar, and they made it 90 just to be certain. Yeah. On, a more, on a more positive note, you could do the Aussie win over Namibia at the World Cup, about 140 points. At, yeah, uh, get Latho. Latho, I think he scored five a, that a day, didn't he? Tries, yeah. Yeah. I think Latho scored five. Young yeah. Matt Giddo. Young mate, Elton Flatley. Elton Flatley. Good um, days. They were good days, and let's hope that the good days can return for Australian rugby this weekend. So, oh, actually, guys, quick, uh, quick shout out to at the very back end uh, to the guys from Primax Sports on Twitter who listen in week in, week out. They love it. They even run a swear counter over your guys' potty mouths on occasion. So. Uh, you guys owe a few bucks to the swear jar, evidently. So um, thank you to the guys at Primax Sports for listening in. And thank you as well with this podcast all up on your ears. On behalf of Sam Worthington, Christy Doran, the absent Stephen Halls, it is Sean Maloney saying good luck to you and yours this weekend. We'll see you on the other side.